This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. And Toolmar, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Walker's closing in, and Mountfield Walker, and Stevens off the line. Brilliant clearance, he's injured. But he saved a goal, there's no question about that. Now Gary Stevens, what a screamer. They're in ecstasy. And so is he. Gary Stevens got the winner against Charlton in the last home game, but surely he's never struck a better one than this. An outstanding uh, footballer, Gary Stevens, uh, played over 200 games for Everton, almost 200 games for Rangers, and represented his country 46 times, including uh, two World Cups. And of course, he was there in 1986. He was a crusader for the world of football and helping, of course, England on their way to those World Cups. But he fights uh, a different crusade these days. We'll find out more about that as we go inside the vault now. And look at uh, the 1986 World Cup with Gary Stevens. <laughs> Gary, thanks for joining us on the program. It's great to speak to you again. Uh, good evening, Peter. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. No, 1986. Does it seem like yesterday? <laughs> Um, oh gosh, my joints don't tell me it's yesterday, to be honest with you, Peter. But uh, yeah, obviously strong memories of World Cups. There, uh, you know, I'm incredibly lucky to have played in two. I, I probably didn't realise at the time that uh, the 1986 uh, World Cup would be famous for uh, essentially one big game. You know, our game against Argentina at the time. It was uh, the first time any sports teams had met since the Falcons' War, so there was a little bit on that. And then, obviously, the hand of God, and the rest is history. Mm. It was an amazing event, that hand of God. And, of course, uh, Maradona has spoken about that as well. Just have a listen. Uh, Gary Lineker actually spoke to him, Gary, uh, before he passed on Diego Maradona. And this is what he said about the hand of God. Just have a listen. It was your hand. Or the hand of God? It was my hand. With this, I don't mean any disrespect to English fans. But this is something that happens. We used to do this. I had scored goals before in Argentina with my hand. It was a goal that I couldn't reach it, and, and Shilton was already there, so I couldn't head it. So I did like that, and I moved my head back. And I started running because I started to run at first. Shilton didn't realize. And the one who told him he was the sweeper, he was the one who sees my hand. When I see the, the linesman running, I go out shouting goal and, and I look behind, behind me to see whether the referee took the bait. And he had. Yeah, didn't take the bait, uh, did he, Gary? And of course, uh, Terry Butcher 
you've told me, wasn't too impressed even after that match. No, I think uh, Maradona's initial reaction was to was to play the fool a little bit and obviously blame God. Uh, you know, we'll come back onto that later. I've got a few things to blame God for as well. But um, yeah, we sat um, afterwards. We there was random drugs testing at the time, just brought into uh, international football. So it was myself and Terry that were picked from the England squad, and it was uh, Maradona. I think it was uh, Jose Brown. I think or. or their centre-half as well that was picked. So we sat opposite each other in a very small dressing room and uh, you might imagine how things just seized with Terry. He's a big boy um, and he, he, he wasn't really into forgiving Maradona on the day. But, you know, listening to Maradona there, he, he was obviously a lot more honest and I think we can all admit in, in sport that you, 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 you run the, the rules right up to that line and I know that uh, I've been in teams that have benefited from rather dodgy decisions. Um, when you see Maradona, how he does it, he does it absolutely brilliantly. And the referee was in the same angle as I was. and I couldn't see the handball. We'll, we'll blame the linesman because the linesman was in a, in a very good position. Um, yeah. There's a great shot, actually, that I've got of Maradona about to cross the ball with his left peg and you're advancing, trying to block that shot that <laughs> curled into the penalty box, to the England penalty box. Of course, he scored a second goal on the day and that's classed yeah. as one of the greatest ever World Cup goals. How good was it? I believe he had 11 touches in 11 seconds. Well, you know, I kind of always say this is one of those things where because it was one of the best World Cup goals ever, and uh, maybe we can go beyond the World Cup. Um, but uh, he travelled down the, the left-hand side of our, our side, you know, his his right wing, if you like. So, um, yes, eleven touches. I think he went past a couple of our players twice. He 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 was very quick. Obviously, saw. Uh, I think his skill was he he he, he somehow managed to see which which side your weight was on and he'd go the other way. So he, he sort of, he, he wasn't, he didn't take you on close. He would take you up at pace and manage to take it past you because of this gift he had just to see which way you were off balance. Um, and just as he reaches uh, his, his final uh, touch, I come into the scene. And so forever and a day, I find myself not quite making that last tackle, that last little bit of effort. So, and it's shown so often, and there's Mr. Stevens just coming into the scene at the very last minute, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I'll, if I had a dollar for every time I'd seen that, uh, I might be as rich as yeah. the guy that uh, sold his shirt, $7 million apparently, That's for, right. uh, for Maradona's shirt on the day. Yeah. Do you pinch yourself sometimes, well, Gary? Of course, you live now just south of Perth. Do you pinch yourself sometimes thinking... I actually played in that game and probably one of the most talked about games in the history of the great game. Well, I think I do. You know, I think when you try to explain to people, obviously as a, as a professional footballer, that was my job, you know, and every day I'd go to the office and we'd train, we'd play. Some days, you know, I might have a bad day at the office. Some days I'd have a better day at the office. But um, also as a young bloke, I, I don't necessarily think that you were quite aware of what you were doing. Um, so, yes, I think now I found myself uh, looking back a little bit and trying to gather a few bits and pieces, a few pictures to show my 12-year-old boy. 
Um, and literally, this month I've put up my first shirt on the wall from uh, the 1990 World Cup. So that's that's been a a 32-year project, and it's finally gone up on the wall. So uh, along with a, a few caps, mm. and you do get a physical cap for uh, for games and tournaments. So we've we've got a few of those on display now. So yes, I, I think I think now I'm I'm looking back and thinking, well, maybe you should have gathered a little bit more. Maybe maybe it's the passion of my 12-year-old boy that he's got now that's brought me back a little bit to uh, football because I I did take a, a massive step sideways and back from that and uh, lived my life as a I lived my life as a physiotherapist down in uh, Mandra rural Mandra and I, I really sort of walked away from football a little bit passionate about other sports but uh, yeah getting back a little bit into football now you played over 500 games in your senior career and as I mentioned you played over 40 oh, 40 times for England 46 to be precise we'll get back to what has been a very important crusade for you in recent times, and we're trying to help you increase the awareness. And I know you've got a couple of events coming up uh, in a little while, but just a couple of final questions about uh, the World Cup, the biggest tournament on the planet. When you arrived back at Heathrow Airport in 1986, were the English fans still fuming or frothing at the mouth about what happened? Um, oh, I certainly think he wasn't particularly popular in England. Yes, and I think a lot, a lot of people probably would have strung him up. But um, I think, you know, we probably succeeded. I think every time England gets to the World Cup, I think we're a nation that should at least get to the quarterfinals. The World Cup is, is I mean, looking at the teams in the World Cup coming up, you can maybe understand it's not an easy competition to advance through. You've got to hit the ground running. You know, you don't have you know many options of, uh, of failing. So, um, and then the 1990 World Cup, we got through to the third and fourth playoff. And, and to be honest with you, I think we we probably should have beaten uh, West Germany in the semi-final. So, having played in at that level in those games at tournaments that big, it's exceptional. You know, and and, and you can take that with you to the grave. It's it's you know it is an amazing uh, represent your country uh, represent your country. 46 times and represent your country in World Cups. Incredible, yeah. It's, uh, I do have to pinch myself. I think you've, you've probably proved my, your point there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So saying that, yeah. uh, we're about to head into another World Cup. Uh, a few people have been critical of the venue. I'm not going to go into that because of certainly oh. human rights uh, situations. But uh, a World Cup is a World Cup. And what do you expect to say to see maybe over the next month? Yeah, look, you know, I think it is going to be a spectacle. Um, you know, if, if you can say anything about uh, guitar, that you know they've got money, so you know they wouldn't have scrimped and saved. And and you know, politics and sport, let's let's separate them. Um, it might not be the supporters' best place to be, but I'm sure you know from the from day one, you know, uh, Australia, fantastic start for them, tough start against France on the 23rd. Uh, looking at their group, I still fancy them to go through. And uh, the English group looks fairly easy, but there are lots of banana skins. That's the problem in the first round. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'm actually in, in, in Sydney mm-hmm. for the first game. I've been invited over by Everton there here uh, for a few days. They've got a tournament to play in Sydney, so I've been invited across as, as an ambassador yeah. for Everton, which is, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, and on top of other World Cups, if, if you don't mind me mentioning England's 2020 uh, success 
that's one of my my passions. So I'll just uh, I'll cruise on from that. So hopefully. That might all go well for the English soccer team. You never know. Yeah, exactly right. 12 months ago, you were devastated. You lost your four-year-old Jack Stevens, And since then, uh, you've been on a, and I've mentioned the word a couple of times, a crusade to see what you can do so another family doesn't experience what you experienced. And I know um, you're trying to raise awareness. Uh, little Jack succumbed to leukemia tell us about that experience and what you're doing to try and of course uh, accelerate maybe uh, the need for a cure for this terrible disease well that's right you know two and a half years ago uh little jack just before his third birthday was diagnosed with a very very rare leukemia uh, you know it's a journey that you never ever want to take as a parent but obviously once you're on that journey you have to take it. It's uh, it's brutal, uh, but you've got hope. You know, you've always got that little bit of a hope, even even though his prognosis wasn't very very good at the time. Um, and we travelled through that journey over eighteen months. Um, he got a stem cell donation off his slightly older brother Oliver, and for ten months he he was looking really good, <clears throat> but the um, the cancer was very aggressive and, and managed to break through the graft and. Uh, yeah, he, he, we kind of had a chat at the hospital. There was no other donor um, donors out there. You know, you need a special match. You're not allowed. You can't use the first donor. We couldn't use Oliver again. That's just the medicine. So we were told that, you know, we'd just as well take him home, make him comfortable, and we did that. And yeah, 18th of November. So <clears throat> Friday of this week is a year since his death, and he died with his loved ones around him. And it, it is terrible. It's a brutal journey, but... Moving on from there, the, as a grieving uh, parent, that side of things is uh, it, it's just unimaginable. But one of the stresses through that journey is a financial stress because you, you know, my, my wife had to give up work. I, I reduced my hours significantly. So we, we, we kind of considered what we were going to do to honor Jack. And my wife put it very succinctly. She said, look, we've got Three children. Well, we've got three boys. We'll always have three boys. We've lost one of them. We've got love enough for the three of them. Each one of them has got that uh, that bag of love, that amount of love, and we we just need to direct that somewhere for Jack. So we opened a charity. We're a bona fide registered charity. Um, our first aim was to raise stem cell awareness because it's quite the process is quite poor in Australia, and we have got health ministers now. It's on the agenda for them to talk about changing from what is a, a blood dona- uh, donation to a buccal swab, essentially a, a cheek swab, which is, is cheap and uh, easy easy to do. So hopefully we've made enough noise about that. Our second aim really is, yes, t- to raise money so we can help those bereaved families because you don't just go back to work and you just don't go back to your old life. You you, you you stagnate for a while. It's it's hard to get out of bed. You, you, you know, going back to work is really difficult. So just to help some of these families in that time, just that little bit of burden off their shoulders. Um, and I guess finally, we'd love to have a um, a grief retreat. And the the aim maybe long term is to buy a place that we can say to families, come on, we've got a, a place in Margaret River or wherever it is. Come and enjoy some time with your family. Um, gather yourselves and and enjoy some time together with your grieving. Um, so we've got a 
we've had a few events. We've got a golf day on the 2nd of December, which has gone really well. Lots of great support from local businesses. There are still two holes available for sponsorship. Okay, well, I'm going to talk to this organisation about it, Gary. So uh, I'll be on the front foot and I'll be speaking to Craig Hutchison and SEN and see if we can uh, get involved with the golf day. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Peter. Thank you yeah. very much. So yeah. the golf day, think, um, the golf day again. Just repeating, when is it for those people corporately listening? The second Friday, yeah, Friday the second of December. Mm-hmm. And where's um, it being? Where's it and, being staged? Oh, sorry, yes, Secret Harbour, Secret okay. Harbour Golf Course, which Beautiful. is where we live, which is you know close. And Jack, it's a special place for Jack. Um, and just briefly, just two more things. You know, if if anybody has got an Airbnb out there that wants to donate a week or two you know, as a donation to us that we can pass on to some of these families. Or if anybody out there uh, working for a big company wants to be a long-term partner for us, then fantastic. It's www.forever4forever.com.au. That would be fantastic if anybody's interested. That's brilliant. All right, we'll follow that through. Gary, thanks for joining us, mate. We will keep in touch. Uh, I've I've kept in yeah. touch with you over the last few months and we'll continue Absolutely. keeping in touch to see how we can go and how far we can take this. Mate, we appreciate your time. Uh, good yep. luck Good luck Thank on you, the 18th. Peter. It will be difficult for you and your family, but uh, stay strong and we'll keep in touch. Thanks, matey. Thank good you. Good on you. Gary Stevens thanks. joining us here on Sports Day with Peter Vlahos. If you can help, that would be just fantastic. It's uh, 29 to 6. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.